What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On a day like today, I would have a lot to say, but I, I don't know. I'm almost at a loss for words. You I don't? Still, well, I guess I do. But Troy Stratford, I still can't believe what happened yesterday. Alex Dono alongside former Miami Dolphin Troy Stratford. Miami Dolphins, they come from behind. They're down 21 points when the fourth quarter starts. They score 42 points against the Ravens. Four touchdown passes by Tua in the fourth quarter. Five second-half touchdown passes by Tua Tungo-Vailoa. Both Jalen Waddle and, and especially Tyreek Hill were absolutely electric yesterday. Uh, and, Troy, first thing, man, we have we have a lot to get to. I obviously have to eat some yeah. pro for some yes, of my do. Tua takes over the last couple of years. But, listen, I'm more than happy because you guys forget I'm a Dolphins fan. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that immensely, immensely yesterday. I've got to ask you, Troy, as a player, because when, yes. when I'm watching that game yesterday as a fan, okay, Miami heads into the fourth quarter, trailing by three touchdowns. Um, I had virtually zero hope as a fan that they were going to come back and win that game. Like, that's when I okay. start to think about, do I flip over to the red zone channel to see what's going on? Do I start tracking my fantasy team especially after Lamar Jackson scored that 79 yard touchdown run that took a lot of the wind out of my sails okay um you know you've been on the field for some incredible comebacks I mean you played with uh, with the guy who used to wear the number 13 in a Miami Dolphins uniform so maybe you never felt like a deficit was you know impossible to erase but as a fan I felt hopeless getting into the fourth as a player do you ever go into a situation like that thinking, man, today's just not going to be our day, or do you never give up hope? First of all, we have to add something to your little comment there. Also play with Flutie in the Hail Mary pass. Oh, yeah, you all had right? to bring that up, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely. I forgot to just jab the, do- uh, the uh, Kings fans real quick. But <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to play with some great quarterbacks. Flutie being one, Dan Marino being the other. And as an offensive player, you know what you have. You know exactly what you have. So with Doug or with Dan, we always knew we had time. We had a chance to come back and win this game, no matter what the situation was. Now, I played on a couple of teams where, all right, you get down by 
14 points in the fourth quarter and you're looking at the clock out of the side of your eye and you're saying, keep ticking, stay in bounds, keep the clock going so we can get out of here. But when you're playing with talent, offensive talent, and you know they can't stop you, you always believe that you have a chance. Now, that's the player in me. The fan in me, I sent out a tweet after Lamar's 79-yard touchdown run, and I said, that's probably the ball game right there. Yep. I did not think that the Miami Dolphins could come back. However, I will add this. Yesterday was the first game in years, in years, that I could remember watching the Dolphins game and saying, and not feeling like nervous. I just knew that they had firepower. By no means am I sitting here saying they're going to come back to win this thing. But it was just different to me watching this game because I see what they, they're doing on offense and I see that they can make some plays. So, you know, it was like, it, you know, some over here, some over there, but it, it turned out perfectly, right? It sure did. And Tua Tungavailoa did something yesterday in a Dolphins uniform that had only been done by Bob Greasy and Dan Marino. And that was throw six touchdown passes in a game and what i love most about it troy because obviously six tds in a game it's a fantastic stat line no matter what but the fact that four of those came in the fourth quarter and the thing the thing that's so incredible and you know what i was going to talk about the receivers but i want to give to a credit first because i give i give credit where credit is due the last couple shows this is our third show together here on the extra yard the last couple of shows I've come off a little bit like a hater, so let let me give Tua credit where credit is due because he. I'm wondering, Troy, if you know if this is if this is the start of Tua really fully embracing his role as a franchise quarterback and fully blossoming in that Mike McDaniel offense, and this is going to be a situation where Tua goes on to have hopefully a long prolific incredible career as a Miami Dolphin and then we can look back on this game on Sunday we can look back on that Ravens win and that comeback and say that's when this really started got started getting rolling for Tua because honestly I think that game could be a turning point in his career the confidence that man must have right now I can't even imagine I believe Tua has always had the confidence I truly believe that he's been a very successful quarterback listen In order to get a scholarship to Alabama, you have to have a great high school career, right? So he was successful there. At Alabama, he was successful there as well. He's drafted number five in in the draft. He had confidence. I keep going back to the Miami Dolphins just did not have talent around him. So he was pressing and he was trying to make things happen all the time. I go back to last two shows and I sat there and said, last few years, past Tua, we're looking at the Miami Dolphins in an era where it's all about scoring points and the Miami Dolphins are struggling to score 14, 17 points in a game. But now you sit down in front of the screen or you're at the game and you're sitting there saying, hey, this team right here, they have weapons. They could score at any moment. And then Going deeper into it, I've been talking since training camp. When I went out there and I laid eyes on Tyreek Hill for the first time, I sat there and said, mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. Insane was the tweet that I sent sent out. 
first time I seen them. It only took one practice, and I knew what that would do against opposing defenses. It would stretch the field. It would make them run all over the place. So even going into this season, I'm sitting here, and I'm saying, all right, if the Miami Dolphins at the half, the game is tied or close or they're losing a little bit, I said the action really won't happen until the second half. And that's when defensive players kind of lose a step. They slow down a little bit. But if you look at especially the two wide receivers of the Miami Dolphins, they maintain their speed throughout their entire game, and that's tough to defend. Like there's this saying out there that, you give running backs the, the – he gets going like once he gets 20 carries. Yeah. And I don't look at it that way. I look at it as the defense slowed down a little bit, but he's been able to maintain his level. He's in that kind of shape. And I look at the two wide receivers and Waddle and Hill, and they are in excellent shape, even though, you know, Hill cramped up a little bit yesterday. I'm sitting there saying, wait a minute. You don't cramp up down in Miami, but you cramp up in Baltimore. Like something's not right about that. But I just believe that the Miami Dolphins were able to maintain their level from start to finish. And that's what actually won them the game. Yeah. To his stat line, uh, it's it's really incredible. 36 for 50. And, you know, we talked last week about how you remember week one for the Jets. Now, the Jets actually won their game week two. But remember when, like, Joe Flacco attempted 59 passes for the Jets week one. You're not supposed to be throwing the ball (laughs) that much. But listen, when when Tua attempts 50 passes and things are going like that in the second half and in the fourth quarter, I'm fine with it. 36 of 50, 469 yards, six touchdowns. Two interceptions. Now, the two interceptions part of it, I think, only made it more impressive because, Troy, what were we all thinking at halftime? Uh, it was it was not looking good for, for the Dolphins' offense for Tua through two first-half interceptions. Um, and listen, I, I, I own it. I was, uh, I was pretty down on Tua at halftime. Like I, like I usually am. Um, You've been down on Tua since he got here. I've been down on Tua (laughs) since he got here. I was pretty down on Tua at halftime. I though I subscribe to the school of thought where I don't, I don't start tweeting out too many reactions until four quarters have been played. So I keep my mouth shut at halftime, but I see a lot of the other two skeptics out there are like literally trading Tua for Lamar Jackson at halftime. Like, can they just switch jerseys? Can we move on from Tua? And then he goes out there and yeah, he shut everybody up in that second half. But I love it when you've got a quarterback who's able to shake off early mistakes when you've got a quarterback who's able to have that short memory. And listen, if this was a couple of years ago, Tua has a first half like that. If Brian Flores was still the coach, Flores might have gone to the bench. Like, And, and then Tua has that in the back of his mind. I don't even know if I'll be able to finish this game because the head coach doesn't even have enough faith in me to get through four quarters. But uh, this goes back to, I think, just the harmony that Tua and Mike McDaniel have, where McDaniel... Correct. McDaniel has coached this team up right since the second he took over because he's such a positive individual. And I think he's inspiring because of his positivity that Tua is able to put the first half struggles behind him and go out and have the best second half of quarterbacking I've seen in a Dolphins uniform in more than 20 years, if you know what I'm getting at. His performance was outstanding. I don't know. I don't consider myself a body expert, body language expert, 
but I'm sitting there saying he just looks different. He's playing this game differently. I remember the one play down by the goal line where he spun around and avoided the defensive end and he threw the touchdown. I said, he made that spin move and he has done it before, but he, it was something different about it. He was in total control of what he was doing on that football field. And I actually think that they started sensing that they had the Baltimore Ravens defense. Like they can't stop us. It's just us up to us to execute and make things happen because the Miami Dolphins were hitting on everything throughout the game. I think it was huge that they came out in that first drive in the second half and they actually went down the field and they put yeah. some points on the board. Because once you do that, because I think the two easiest drives to score in a football game is the very first drive. And Baltimore, forget it about a drive. They didn't even need just, a drive. They didn't need a drive, right? <laughs> but it's that very first drive to start the game. And then it's that first drive in the second half. I think that says a lot about a football team. But the way the Ravens played, I'm sitting here saying, or we're looking at this as Dolphin fans. We're saying, wow, this might be the game that we may look back and say, wow, this was the coming of Tua. And I'm sitting there saying, if I'm a Ravens fan, you might be looking back now saying, uh-oh, this was the start of something bad for our franchise because from everything we've been reading, last year the Miami Dolphins took it to the Ravens defensively, right? Yes. No team has ever flustered Lamar Jackson the way the Miami Dolphins did last year. And it's almost like teams copied that the rest of the season last year. Baltimore kind of fell off. And it seems like we've been getting information that they've been working against this zero blitz. Miami Dolphins coming. Teams have been copying it. So the Ravens were actually happy about because the Miami Dolphins had zero, zero sacks in the game, right? So you come off of that from last year, and I'm sitting there saying, wow, we can't get pressure on the quarterback. Xavier Howard, he got toasted one time in that game, but he didn't have his great game. He almost had that one pick for that six. Pick would, and, that, it and, and, and it's funny game because over. When, when he, and when he dropped that pick, you're thinking that might have been what the Dolphins needed to win this game, and they may not exactly. be able to come back because he – because that would have been six points right there. Like – Will we get another opportunity? And I'm sitting there saying, okay, it's not the best performance defensively for the Miami Dolphins. And that takes me to, this is a sign that it's a very good football team because either your offense is clicking or your defense is clicking. Very rarely do teams get both units to click, right? right. So the Miami Dolphins, they're sitting there and, yes, they're struggling on the defensive side of the ball. They really can't slow down the Ravens. But the offense just kept trugging along, trugging along, trugging along. And then all of a sudden, it was key moments in this game, correct? Down at the goal line. They stopped them on third and one. They go forward on fourth and one. They fumbled the ball. Can you imagine if that was two would have happened? Fumbled that ball right there. Oh, with I, 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 I had Can like you imagine? 10, I had 10 tweets in my drafts ready just in case something like that happened. 
Absolutely. And then the Ravens, they go for it again on fourth down. They get stuffed again. So the defense, even though they didn't have the stellar Miami Dolphin defense of performance yesterday, they came up big when it was needed most. And that energizes the offense as well. So it just kind of clicked for them. And and I love, and you're right about what you said about, you know, obviously the offense set the tone. The defense stepped up in the fourth quarter when they had to. And I love how you go from one week, because in week one, it was really the defense that controlled that victory against New England. And then the offense gets their turn and they set the tone in week two. And I remember what Mike McDaniel said after the Patriots dub where he told his players, this is still the defense's team until proven otherwise. Well, the <laughs> offense the, the offense got around. The defense took round one. The offense takes round two. We'll see if somebody or both can step up against Buffalo this week. We're, we're going to keep breaking down the Ravens game before we get into Buffalo, of course. But uh, th- that was truly, truly incredible. And, you know, let's talk about these receivers because um, it's, you know, it's really nice to have a tandem like this and all the speed. Somebody brought this up in the chat. I think it was this one, by the way. Steve says, I knew somebody had to get open. The Hill, Waddle, and Mostert combo. Fastest team on Madden football. Then Gesicki working the middle. Uh Uh-oh. And so you look at the stat lines, Troy, for Hill and Waddle. I mean, almost identical. Both deadly in the stat line. Tyreek Hill. 11 catches, 190 yards, two touchdowns, average 17.3 yards per grab. Jalen Waddle, 11 catches, 171 yards. He averaged 15 and a half per grab, two touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown. And, you know, just Tyreek Hill's presence on the field gives Jalen Waddle such an opportunity to showcase how dangerous he is because who are you going to double? Like, it, you've got such a dangerous combo, and Tyreek tends to be the guy who gets more attention from the opposing defense that opens things up so much more for Waddle. But it's pick your poison, because if you're if you're going to try to take one of those two out of the play, the other one's going to burn you. And, you know, and, and again, when your quarterback is playing as well as he did yesterday, and I'm so happy for Tua, and I want him to continue this, because that was incredible. I didn't think he was capable of doing what he did yesterday. But if the quarterback plays that well, and you've got weapons like that on the field, this offense is going to be a problem for everyone on the schedule. There is no question about that. And again, I go back to my favorite word, which is execution. And when you watch yesterday's game, Again, too, he had a different feel in the pocket. The Ravens only have one sack in this game, so kudos to the Miami Dolphins offensive line. So they're giving him time to throw the ball. But in situations where they actually came up with a little bit of pressure, Tua just found himself moving around the pocket, buying some time, keeping his eyes down the field, and hitting his wide receivers. So I made the comment also like two weeks ago when we started this, and I talked about it's kind of weird to talk about an offense that's going to stretch the field, not only, you know, vertically, but from sideline to sideline. That's what the Miami Dolphins offensive wide receivers and the running backs with the speed, that's what they're doing, and that's a problem for defenses, and it's going to be a problem week in and week out. So, again, don't start panicking in the first half of the game is close because right. you could bet that that defense is going to make a mistake somewhere in the second half, and hopefully the Miami Dolphins can continue to take advantage of that mistake that they made because, I mean, 
Hill was wide open on both of his touchdowns, and you can't tell me that the Ravens didn't blow a coverage back there or guys were just exhausted and they just couldn't run with him. That's the pressure that speed does to defenses, offenses as well, and the Miami Dolphins have plenty of it. You know, if I hadn't watched the game, and if somebody told me, hey, you know, the Dolphins came back and won the game by four when they were trailing by 21 to start the fourth quarter, I would have assumed, oh, like the Ravens must have committed like two turnovers in the fourth quarter, like to give the Dolphins quick scores. I think that was really incredible that the Dolphins were able to erase a 21 point deficit in under 15 minutes, despite the fact that they didn't have any takeaways during that time. And and again, that's amazing. That, that, and that it's amazing, and it's what happens when you have somebody like Tyreek Hill who can score from 48 yards out and 68 and 60 yards out. That you can you can score points in bunches like that. And listen, you guys know that um, I, I live and die with the Canes and the Dolphins, and it was it was like night and day. Uh, and obviously, there were reasons for it that go beyond you know aggressive play calling because you know the Miami Hurricanes are had do not have good wide receivers right now. The Dolphins have arguably the best wide receivers in the NFL. But from watching the Canes on Saturday night to watching the Dolphins on Sunday, seeing how aggressive the Dolphins were, always taking shots into the end zone, including on that final drive where listen, a lot of teams would have played for the tie, right? right? Send it to overtime. The Dolphins played for seven and the win. Like, had that been the Denver Broncos coach, he would have been shitting his pants in that fourth quarter. Like, Ooh. oh, like, we got to we gotta play Nathaniel Hackett. We, we better play for the tie and hope for the best. Right. Oh, right. Mc, Mc, McDaniel has testicular fortitude. Clearly, Tua does as well. I love how aggressive they were taking shots into the end zone. So it's just it's just such it's such a pleasing thing to see for this team. And man, I, I just I couldn't be I couldn't be happier right now because again, they were able to do that without even getting a takeaway. We thought Xavier Howard had one for a second and they were able to still they outscored the Ravens. What was it? 28 to three in the fourth quarter. They outscored them to get that dub. It's a luxury to have what the Miami Dolphins have on offense. I mean, we're going to be saying this all season long because, again, I cannot say it enough. Speed kills, and it's going to force, it's going to force pressure on you, coaches, that is, not the players, on, pre- on the coaches, and it's going to force you to make a mistake somewhere along the way. And now the Miami Dolphins, they have everything – mixing well together so they're going to be able to take advantage of those who whole things and it, it was just a joy to watch and again i gotta say i'm watching this game and even though the miami dolphins were getting their doors blown off i still was in there i wasn't sitting there saying they're gonna win or anything of that nature but i just felt something different watching this game and kudos to the miami dolphins and you talk about how that's going to bring a team together, the offensive unit and the defensive unit. Now they're sitting here saying, Hey, if we slack or we're a little short here, they got our back. Offense is going to be there when they have a turnover or, or they give up two scores. They're going to go talk to the defense on the sideline. They're going to say, Hey, just give it back to us, get it back for us, get it back to us. And we're going to make something happen. And defensively, if the defense gives up some scores, they're going to sit there and say, hey, we're still in this thing because our offense can actually score some points and they can score fast, score points fast, right? 
So I'm, yeah. I'm looking at this whole thing and I'm saying the Miami Dolphins, they have something going on here. And it's the entire football team minus the kickoff return that they allowed there. But they have something going on here as a unit. That was and a good plane ride home, I'm sure. Oh, they, they, they probably like they probably wanted to get delayed like on, on no the one, runway. Like no you don't even mind. <laughs> No yeah. one sat down the whole trip. Yeah. It, was, it was just a nice little party on there. So kudos again to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, and again, that, that could be a, a career-defining performance for Tua. And how about Mike McDaniel? I mean, w- what a way to start your head coaching career. He has arrived. Like, you get, you get the head-to-head over Belichick the first week, but obviously it's not the Tom Brady Patriots. So some could say, oh, okay, well, you beat you know, a not-great New England team. And then he goes out and, you know, leads his team to a historic comeback in week two, and he's 2-0. and And Troy, like, you know, I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, but it, it almost feels like the Dolphins are playing with house money at this point. Well, don't, don't, let me, don't let me. Don't let me. But I, I'm just going to say this, because before, when the schedule came out, right, months before yes. the season started, everyone looked at those first four games. So, like, oh, you got you to gotta go against New England week one. You got to go to Baltimore. Then you've got to play. I I got to interrupt you. I got to interrupt. Okay. So you're talking about the first four games, right? Yeah. I realized that the Miami Dolphins play Buffalo this week. I kind of realized that I think on Saturday or Sunday during the game, they brought up the fact that, you know, the bills are coming to town, but I don't know who they're playing the game after the Buffalo bills. Cincinnati. still at Cincinnati. See, I'm still focused like, one week at a time. Yeah, because so, you're because you're a former player. Like you approach things still like a player. I go totally through the different. I go through the whole schedule when it comes out, and I can already tell you exactly what the win loss record so is going to be. When it comes to the Raven game, what did you have? A W or L? I had an L. I had an L for the Ravens game. I had I had a. I actually I am probably more optimistic than some because I had them going two and two the first four. I had a W against the Patriots because. I'm such a big Tom Brady fan. I don't believe in the garbage Patriots without Tom Brady. Belichick is a fraud, the whole thing. Uh, so I had a W against the Patriots. I had an L at Baltimore. I had an L against Buffalo coming up. And I think the Dolphins, and I still think it can beat Cincinnati. So I had two and two. But a lot of people looked at those first four games and thought, maybe one and three. Maybe they'll go 0 oh and four. So being 2-0 and oh the first two weeks, and I think they're going to get at least another one in these next four, hopefully next two. The Dolphins, I already feel like, are playing with house money. Slow this is a tremendous down. start. Slow down. There you go. You just said you started this by saying, I'm not going to get ahead of myself. And here you are. Oh, Dolphins might get three out of the first four. Like, slow down. Let's focus on the next game, which is Buffalo. Like Coach McDaniel said, he said, enjoy it tonight. Come back to work. We turn the page. We come up with a game plan defensively, offensively. And you go out there and you try and execute everything, and you see if you come out of there with a W. I tend to agree with the way Devin approaches this. And thank you for the super chat. He says, after being down 21 points on the road and coming back, it's now confirmed that the Dolphins are Super Bowl bound, baby. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Please. All right. Do, One do game you, at a time. A couple people have already asked about this in the chat. I do have an. Troy, I'm so sorry for what this is going to do to your stomach, but oh, I, I need yes, to. I, yes. I promised I would do this, okay? And this, uh, I feel like I have multiple reasons to do this on today's show. Oh, and hold on, shake money, 
Shake Money, thank you so much for the super chat, sir. Uh, we're going to do it right here, the coffee. So th this goes back so to... So what was... Refresh my memory. What was the bet that you lost? So the original bet was... It wasn't even... Like, I'm stupid because I make bets with myself, which is like the worst thing you can do. But I made a promise on Five Reasons Sports YouTube a few weeks ago that, you know, because I'm a, I'm a Gator hater, okay? And... and by the way, congratulations, guys, on your huge win against USF. That that was fan. You blew out a well. You squeaked away against a powerhouse team. But the Gators have the same record as Miami. But before the Gators <laughs> played Kentucky a couple weeks ago, yes. Um, you know, I wanted, of course, Kentucky to beat Florida so badly, which they did. Um, but I promised that if Kentucky got the W and handed the Gators a loss, I would drink coffee the way that Kentucky quarterback Will Levis drinks coffee. He's a weird, he's a freak. He puts mayonnaise in his coffee. Now, I thought if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it like a true paisan because I I don't really drink regular coffee. I drink espresso. Okay, so I made myself an espresso. I have here some Hellman's. All right. And I know Troy hates mayonnaise. I'm going to try to do this in a way where you guys can actually see that I'm really doing it. And this is not some kind of a sleight of hand trick. Okay. So I'm going to get, I'm so sorry, Troy. Oh. I'm going to, I'm going to dip into this mayo. I've got, uh, I've got mayo in the spoon. As you can see the mayo. Please in, don't oh. tell me it's good. Please do not tell me. This is so disgusting. <laughs> All right. So hold on. Just so you see, I'm not like switching out the spoon or anything. I'm putting the spoon in the cup. Oh my God, this is like, this is going to take a while to get this mixed in there. Oh, okay. Now it's, it's like curdling. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is so bad. Okay. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Trying to get this mixed in there. All right. So I have, oh, there's like bits of like mayo on the outside of the cup. Oh, this is so bad. All right. Hold on. I'm going to keep the, uh, I did not fill the Hellman's with whipped cream, you bastard. Scummy, I did. This is, <laughs> this is really mayonnaise in here, okay? Trust me, I'm not even creative enough to come up with some hoax. Like, it's easier to really do it than it is to fake it, as far as I'm concerned, all right? So I've got the Hellman's mayo in the espresso. Pray for me. <laughs> Down and, and okay, well. let me add real quick. The second reason why I feel like I need to do this is I deserve to be punished, for doubting Tua Tungo Vailoa. Like, I I can't think of a worse punishment than an Italian-American like myself mixing mayonnaise into my Lavazza espresso. This is like, this is a fate worth fate worse than death, okay? So I need to do this. I need to punish myself for doubting Tua Tungo Vailoa. And here you go, Brooklyn Rob. The disrespect to espresso is the same as your disrespect for Tua. So consider this like my communion, like Tua. Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. How hot is this drink here? How hot? Well, it's, it was hot at 3.29 p.m. when I made it. It's like... So you're not just taking a sip, right? Like you, No, I'm going to take the going... whole thing. Okay, hold on. You oh, can see? Okay. I'm going to go down the hatch, right? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> How was it? <laughs> oh, salty. Oh, my God. I do not recommend. <laughs> I do not recommend. Oh, my oh. word. Uh, I I. I don't know how there's actually a human being on the planet who puts this in his coffee. I spent a little bit of time in Amsterdam and I went to McDonald's and they, instead of using ketchup on their French fries, they put mayonnaise. And I go, what is wrong with these people over there? But evidently people do it here in the States as well. Oh yeah, they do that in Italy as well with the the mayo on the fries. This is this is yeah. so and like I'm not like like if Troy were to do this, like you would need to take a week no. off because you because you hate like I don't hate mayo. Like I I'll put mayo on a turkey sandwich. Like I'm not mayonnaise averse. Like I I don't I don't get too crazy with mayo, but I I just chugged uh, a shot of espresso. Like I don't know like the way that Levis does it in his coffee maybe my coffee needed to be hotter cuz it was kind of like it was lukewarm cuz I'd made it right before the show started so like the may- like the mayo didn't mix in there very well there was like lumps of it in there but like the the way that Levis does it it almost makes it like it's almost like cream in the coffee but this is like it's mayonnaise is like kind of salty like oh oh that was bad that I got OJ McDuffie calling me like Troy. We got to talk about the game. Uh, I'll hit him <laughs> back. But <laughs> yeah. well, and, and on that note, okay. So um, I, I can confirm a suspicion that some of you had out there that you know the the two uh, the two uh, if you want to call me a two a hater like a two a skeptics hater whatever. Mush. I'm a mush. Well, yeah, I am a mush according to Brooklyn Rob. But we do we do have like an organized society. Like we have like message groups together where you know we're basically we complain about how bad Tua messed up this week. Uh, it's very quiet the last couple of days, of course. But like I kid you not, like I personal friends of mine who are just if you think that I've ever been mean about Tua in the past, like think about the things I've said, which are pretty benign times one thousand. You know. And yet yesterday, Troy, I kid you not, I received uh, text messages from two separate individuals who are big time Tua haters. Like I'm talking like the the type of Tua haters that would actually rather the Dolphins lose just so Tua gets debunked. I'm not one of those people. I've always wanted. Right. So so they they put their hatred for the quarterback over the team's success. I've never been that guy. I always wanted Tua to succeed. I've always wanted Tua to win. But two different people who are in that category both sent me texts yesterday. I assume they weren't in cahoots with one another, talking, t- confiding in me that they may actually come around on Tua, that they're actually starting to to feel better about the quarterback. So that goes, to show, that goes to show you what an amazing they, – they definitely – they want to see him throw six touchdowns in a game multiple times this year, I think, but they're coming around. That That's goes to show you how happen. great that performance was. No question about it. And listen, 
if he goes out there and he lays an egg next week, everyone will just sit there and say, see, I told you he got lucky the game before. But I, I just look at it, and again, approaching this season, I said, college football for Tua playing at Alabama with all of that talent, they made it look easy. They went through games. They made it look easy. Why? Because they were better than their opponent, because they had more speed than their opponent. So now I'm looking at this as it's all coming together, and I'm sitting here saying, Miami Dolphins have talent now. As long as that offensive line, because the wide receivers were can't miss, can't miss. As long as the offensive line gives him enough time to throw, he will look like the quarterback that he was in Alabama. And I'm not going to move off of that. And listen, I will admit also, I was sitting there saying, I don't know if two is the guy. And I still I had an argument today. I don't know if it was an argument, just a back and forth debate with a former teammate of mine. Because I go, uh, so what do you think now? Because he still questions Tua. He goes, he's still not the guy. And I go, dude, is there anything that's going to change your mind? What, does he have to do this three, four games in a row? <laughs> Which is almost impossible to do. Right, yeah. I'm like, but dude, open up your eyes and look at the entire picture. Okay? Look at the entire picture of what they put together and that's a dangerous offense out there that the Miami Dolphins have. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, hold on if uh, I'm looking at my phone because I want to pull up uh, the some of the prize picks numbers for today. And hopefully they have something up for we got two next games week. tonight. Yeah, we got the old uh, the old Monday night doubleheader. Don't you like that? Uh, I like it. I, uh, for some reason, I got locked out of my prize picks. This and is, this is we great, have great content here. we have we have Buffalo. Travel week, they're playing on Monday night. That kind of makes it, it kind of makes out to be pretty good. Advantage I was, to the I was thinking Dolphins. about that. I, I was thinking about that. How, um, how with Buffalo, you know, they've got the short week and they've got to come down to South Florida, and the Dolphins don't have to, uh, they don't have to that's, travel this week. That's a tough journey. That's that's a bad little, and I'm sure when. The schedule came out. They looked at that and they said, all right, how are we going to navigate this whole thing here? So when you think about it, the Buffalo Bills really will have one day of practice to get this all together. And so the Miami Dolphins have to take advantage of that if they can. Plus, throw on top of that the third element, which will be <laughs> the heat. It's still going to yes. be hot down here. Yeah, And Buffalo, you know, they're already like, you know, 30 degrees or something like that up there in Buffalo. So it could be advantage to the Miami Dolphins. All right. So I got my prize picks open. I want to remind people the awesome sponsor of this program and one of the great partners with the Five Reasons Sports Network is prize picks. If you haven't been on prize picks, you've already missed out on two week. Well, the most part of two weeks. You do have a couple Monday night games tonight, but you've already missed out. But get that FOMO and get into it. Because I'm telling you, Troy and I, we've been playing prize picks all season so far. Uh, I've won more than I've lost, which is nice. Uh, I, I didn't take, I passed on it. I didn't take two as over last week. But the over was 235 passing yards for Tua. Smashed it for those of you who took the over on. I will never doubt Tua ever, ever again. But prize picks, it's so easy, guys. Sign up on the prize picks mobile app. 
or prizepicks.com. Very easy to deposit and very easy to win money. And when you make your first deposit, make sure you use our code FIVE. That's F-I-V-E. They're going to ask you when you sign up, do you have a referral code? You do. F-I-V-E. And they're going to double your first deposit up to 100 bucks. They're going to put $100, up to $100 free in your account on top of the money you put in. And you simply select two, three, four, or five players, predict if they're going to go over or under their fantasy projections or various stat projections. And if you get your picks right, you win money. You can win 20 times your money. Uh, so I'm looking at uh, at tonight, the quarterback matchups this evening. So we have uh, we have our old pal Ryan Tannehill going up against Josh Allen, who we're going to see next week. The over- One interception. Yes. So the over-under for Tannehill is just 213 and a half yards. The over-under for Josh Allen is 262 and a half. What are you thinking there? Because I'm, I don't know. I think, uh, I, I think Tannehill may go over 213 and a half. I think Josh Allen may go over 265 or 262 as well. And where is this game tonight? It's in Buffalo. Yes. I'm going to say both quarterbacks are going to go over. I, I think the Buffalo. Yeah, but Tennessee is going to have to throw the ball because I believe Buffalo will have the lead in this game and do in part because of their quarterback, of course. And so I believe that Tennessee, unless they're going to sit there and try and run it down Buffalo's throat, but Buffalo has an excellent defense, that ball is going to be in the air quite a bit tonight. So I'm going to say both both are going to go over. I like it. The, the, for the other Monday night game tonight, we have uh, Jalen Hurts with Philly. 235 and a half is his over-under for passing yards. And Kirk Cousins from Minnesota, who's, you know, quietly had a, a very nice run in Minnesota. His is 275 and a half, though. Ooh. Very high number. Anytime I see a number that high, yeah. usually, un- unless it's Tua, because Tua is going to smash 450 every week. Unless it's Tua. <laughs> If I see a number that high, 275, I might just sit it out just because there's a lot of risk because 275 is a lot. But what do you think about Kirk Cousins, 275 and a half, and Jalen Hurts, 235 and a half? Kirk Cousins, I'm kind of I'm kind of going over on that. 275. And then who's up the quarterback? Uh Jalen Hurts from Philly. Oh, Jalen Hurts. He's dangerous also. But his number was not as high. I mean, don't, don't forget, go. Jalen Hurts got benched by the greatest of all time, Tua Tungavailoa. And not only did he get benched by Tua, he had to transfer schools. Just He had to get out of the state, Troy. He could. Hey. The state of Alabama was not big enough for him and Tua. He got, out, got the hell out of there, went to Oklahoma. He did well going to Oklahoma, did he not? <laughs> he absolutely did well. He did all right. Uh, you know what? Has- if, if I played quarterback for Lincoln Riley, I could probably throw for 250 a game. He's such a good offensive coach. See, so you've given a lot of credit to the system <laughs> yeah. when it comes to, you know, offensive coaches and, again, back to the Miami Dolphins. But I'm going to go under on that one. Okay. I like it. I, uh, you know, I made a, a five-team. I always get in trouble because I'm like, Troy, you're not an expert. Cap it at two. If I could cap games at two, whether it's on a nightly basis or a weekly basis, I make a lot of money. But yeah. no, I'm greedy. I want to get it all. And so I had a five team 
and I missed with uh, I had Baker Mayfield throwing one INT, Ooh. and he didn't throw INT. Oh. I was oh, like, man. you gotta be kidding. And you would think yep. usually Baker Mayfield's good for a couple of interceptions. Good for game, one or right? two, right? Yeah, and all yeah. he had to do was get one, but so go. <laughs> I would have done the exact same thing. Uh, so, okay, so for next week's Dolphins-Bills game, they don't have next week's over-under for Josh Allen yet because he plays tonight. I guess they don't want to, like, confuse people to take the wrong game. So we don't have Josh Allen's for next week, but they do have Tua's over-under for next week against Buffalo a measly 250 and a half yards. I mean, he's too, he's going to get that in the fourth quarter alone, Troy. I was about to say, he's probably going to get that in the first quarter. <laughs> well, no, the, the, he usually starts slow and finishes. Yes. He'll probably have like an interception in the first quarter. And then everyone's like, I hope not. Tua, what are you doing? And then he's going to throw for 270 yards in the fourth and win the game. This is going to be a big game this week for the Miami Dolphins. And the way I look at this, don't start too slow against Buffalo because Buffalo will just keep rolling at you on right. both sides of the football. So it should be a nice little matchup between these two teams. Absolutely. Like it. So guys, make sure you sign up prizepicks.com or the prize picks mobile app. All you do, it takes under 60 seconds to make your selections, win real money. You can win cold, hard cash on the prize picks mobile app prizepicks.com. Just make sure you sign up with our code five. That's F I V E at prizepicks.com. Uh, what do you think? And, and Troy, you, you know this better than any of us having played the game. Uh, Woodson asks, would you rather the Bills win tonight and come down here big-headed or lose tonight and come down here hungry for a win? Now, from my perspective, I would rather the Bills win tonight so they, they come down here a little cocky on a short week. I think if they lose tonight, they're a little bit more motivated, divisional game coming up. I think you have the better opportunity to catch them off guard if they win tonight. See, I can't wrap my brain around that. I don't think one week has anything to do with the next week. Like, I may start to sound annoying when it comes to that, but Buffalo is going to play tonight, uh -huh. and then they're going to turn the page. They're going to get the next day off, or they may go in and watch the film. Shucks, Coach might say, depending on how tonight's game goes, he might just sit there and say, hey, we're not even watching this film. We're not going to correct our mistakes. We're going to turn the page because it's a short week. So I don't think win or lose it has anything to do with one or the other. Donald, I can't wrap my brain around that. I, I understand. I, it's one of those things. I think fans overthink this stuff. But, like, another example, um, I had a really bad feeling about Texas A&M when they lost to Appalachian State because I thought, oh, they're going to take it out on Miami the following week. But really, I think the Hurricanes shot themselves in the foot more than anything because some of the dumb errors that, that they made. But fans think about that stuff, Troy. And that's why yes. I, I like to get the perspective of somebody who actually has gone through this process on the field right. on Sundays because fans think about that stuff. Like, is it is it better if this team wins or loses? That stuff goes through my mind uh, all the time. And, yeah, I, I agree with this, of course, from Indate. He says, own the line of scrimmage. You're winning on Sunday. And that reminds me of some, just blocking-wise, some of the unsung heroes from last week. Greg Little at right tackle. Um, yes. Austin Jackson, don't even bother coming back, bro. You've, lo you've lost your spot. T take your time. Greg He's Little is well. the one now. And Alec Ingold uh, at fullback, he was really critical. Yes. 
I like how the Miami Dolphins pulled the same play against them that the Ravens used with the tight end getting under to get the little, you know, one yard. Miami Dolphins came back the next series and they did the same thing. I said, all right, I, I kind of like that. One up you. We got it. We got it. I like McDaniels. He's doing an excellent job. His demeanor on the sideline was totally different than anything that we've seen around here. I can't recall another coach being that calm, no matter what the situation was. And it's starting to reflect like you, you didn't, you didn't see guys on the team, like losing their minds or anything. They just stay focused. And now coach McDaniel could go in there and say anything to that team. And they're going to believe it. They're going to sit there and say, all right, I'm in. Hey, things start going bad. Don't get down. Don't ever put your head down. Let's just move on to the next play and let's get it done. And that's a nice formula. Everything is good when it's new until it's bad and so Right. That's no, it. It makes sense. This was uh, Brooklyn Rob's reaction to me drinking the mayo coffee. Uh, if anyone's just tuning in, if that's something you're interested in seeing me do, um, you know, watch the episode replay. It, I did it about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes ago. Uh, I owed it. It was it was a bet that I had to pay off. I had to be like Kentucky quarterback Will Levis. I had to drink mayonnaise in my coffee. I did it. I survived it. But I'm still like, and Troy, this was, I don't know, 10 minutes ago or more that I did this. I still taste it. Like, Ooh. it's yeah, I'm going to. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks for reminding me. Hey, I have a question for you. Yeah. The best tandem of wide receivers in the history of the Miami Dolphins, well, minus the two guys that are playing right now, were who? Duper and That's Clayton. That's an easy one, right? Duper and Clayton. Mm -hmm. Do you know that Duper and Clayton never in their long career has any of them caught 11 passes in a game? Really? Neither one of them. And never did they play in a game where they both scored Two touchdowns. So you're telling and you know me, how great wow you know how great those guys were. Yeah, they they should Never be happened. Hall of Famers. They should be. Never happened with those two guys, and yet they go out there yesterday and they post these numbers, ridiculous numbers. And I'm sitting there like when I read that today because I'm not a big stat guy. I'm really yeah. not a big stat guy. Besides the turnovers, right? Turnover, the touchdown ratio, you know, I pay attention to that. But when I saw that, like when this show is over, I'm going to text Clayton and I'm going to say, dude, do you know? Because after I saw back to the training camp, when I saw Tariq Hill, when I got home, I text Clayton and I said, dude, he has speed that's incredible. So he has that duper speed. And I said, he has the hands like that you have. And he has yeah. the little shake game that you have. I said, so he has everything that the two of you have. And he said, okay, all right, I'll pay attention to it. So I got to go have a conversation with him. <laughs> there was this great moment in the post-game presser when Tyreek Hill spoke yesterday. So, like, uh, Kim Bocamper asked him, because, you know, he had cramps and he, like, left the game and, and came back. And, like, Kim Bocamper asked him this, like, it's basically a softball question of, like, you know, like, what gave you the drive and the motivation to come back in the game from the cramps? And then he was just like, 
that's just how I was raised, dog. That's what he said. Because I, like, I, I, I loved it. I was laughing so hard. I'm like, that's my dude. Really, this is my job, man. That's how I was raised. So, yeah, I was like, I'm getting paid a lot of money to do yeah. this. He could have also The said game that. is not over. There's still a lot of ball out there. So I got to go back yeah. out there and get it done. Absolutely. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. I found it interesting also how he was doing a national recap right after the game. And the young lady asked or said how Tua has six touchdowns. And he was like shocked. He was like, what? He has six touchdowns. And then, oh, you know, really? he starts going off like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, all that. and I'm sitting there saying part of that is the focus that players have during the game. Now, every athlete knows his own personal stats. Throughout a game. Yes. No matter what they tell you, you know, Dwayne Wade knew he had 38, you know. Oh, especially basketball players. Basketball yeah, yeah, players yeah. are bigger divas than they got that players, big screen sure. yeah. right there and they're always <laughs> yeah. looking at it. But football players also, you know, my first carry, I get 10 yards. I said, oh, I'm on my way to 100. And you just do the math and you're within five yards, give or take throughout the game, but for him to sit there and say, I didn't even realize that, that just, again, shows me how focused they are on the task at hand. And, you know, when he says something, when I hear something like that, it just takes me back again. I'll let you in on something. I've had this conversation with a number of athletes, and they've had this during the course of a game. I, I find this like fascinating. Other guys might say, so what? During the course of a game, I hear the crowd throughout the game. I'm in the huddle. I hear the crowd. Sometimes the offense goes up to the line of scrimmage and they got to quiet the crowd because you hear all of that noise. Mm -hmm. Soon as the play starts, total silence. Really? For me, it was total silence. But I could hear my teammates, Troy, this way or that way. And to me, that's just like being focused at the task at hand. That's how involved and engrossed you are in that football game at that moment that it could just 80,000 people, 70,000 people could just, you could block it out just like that. I love it. Uh, hold on. Let me thank again our, our super chats from today. Shake Money. You are the man, and I I did drink the coffee, and I I will I will never be doing that again. I I, I kind of wondered in the back of my mind, like maybe I'll like this, like maybe I'll maybe I'll be like Levis and I'll put mayo in my coffee. No, I will not ever do that again. It was horrible. I don't know how any human you know being what, does. You that. know what that reminds me of? Like one of those days when you're in the house and you're hungry. <laughs> yes, and you and you really don't have it, so you start making a sandwich. And you put whatever you have in the house on the sandwich. That's what that drink right there sounds like. Yeah, for me, it's like I think like stoners get the munchies. Uh, I, I've had I've had insomnia for my whole life, so I, I've been known to take Ambien, and that's one of those things where like when you're on an Ambien, you get like hunger and you get these weird late night cravings and like i will discover things like i i discovered and you know in in the last uh 11 months i've lost 60 pounds so i've had to cut down on some really? of this stuff yeah 
Yeah, I used to be uh, pushing 250. Now I'm pushing 190. Like, uh, yeah, it's wow, a, man. yeah. But but wow. I remember w- one of the great combinations I discovered one night a long time ago on Ambient is you take a a strawberry pop tart. You know, you make it the way you would. You toast it up, but then you put extra strawberry jam, like a thick layer of it, on top okay. of the pop tart. Fan freaking tastic. Like right. I'm telling I you, because. See that. Because you think about like like the Pop Tart, it never has quite enough filling in there. Like it's True. always like this would be so much better if it had more filling. So I had this like ambient hunger craving at like two a.m. you know a couple years ago, and I'm like, hey, this Pop Tart is not enough unless I put more like <laughs> Smuckers on top of it. So I've been good, there. so I've good. Been there. Not with a Pop Tart, but I've been there. Like, yeah. what else do I have? What can I find to put on this sandwich or whatever? So I, I've had some weird combinations as well. I think we all have. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, Devin Jordan, huge thanks for the super chat. His uh, his mouth to God's ears right there. The Dolphins headed headed to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Oh, by the way, I wanted to thank this dude. I think this is the same Adrian G who I want to see if I have it in here. So he he actually made me a, a hat, a dolphin hat. Uh, the reason why I don't wear it on a lot of streams is because the dolphin logo like screws up with my green screen and it's like translucent. But hold, let me see if I can find it. I'll show you this hat that he made me. Hold on. I'll just keep everyone entertained while you're going. Miami Dolphins about to win the next. Because he knows he knows that I he knows that I like to wear these hats. <laughs> these uh, you know, oh, liner nice. style. You see. And he oh. actually, he actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the same dude, Adrian, who did it. Like there could oh. be other Adrian Gonzalez's in the world, but I think this is the one. He made me this hat and I, it's fantastic. You can see how like, you can see the sky over Hard Rock Stadium on the That's, Dolphin uh, logo. The style of, oh man, why am I drawing a blank? Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the head Bruce, coach. Of the Bruce state. Arians. Yeah, the former Bruce coach. Bruce Arians. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very nice hat. Yeah. Yeah. So th- th- I, thanks I again. I one of those. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah, oftentimes I'll, I'll wear like a black one or a gray one, and this is nice. Like the next time I go to a Dolphin game, because I, I, I have not been to one this year, because I, I go to every Canes home game, and once you start to be pushing 40 like me, it's like, okay, I, I can only handle so much excitement in one weekend. So like w- when a week comes where they're not at home the same weekend, I'm going to go out to a Dolphins game, and I'm going to sport this hat along with one of my many Tua jerseys. I'm going to decide okay. which one to wear on uh, on that I don't know day. if I'm going to the Dolphin game this Sunday but I do I will say this fantastic experience going to a game right seeing the game live feeling it everything but when I go to a game I miss so much hmm. because I'm talking to this person or I'm talking to that person and I'm like, okay, can I watch the game? So, although the best part about going is, you know, we slept in that alumni box and I found it so informative when I sit next to a former player who played defense. Oh, yeah. They say things that I never thought of. And I go, oh, my God, I I I never thought of that. Or what did I ask them? What did you see there? What did you see there? And then vice versa, they'll say the same thing. I'm like, I could call out the covers. They'll call out the formation. He can only do this. He can only do that. So it is absolutely like a joy to go and to be a part of that. But I think this week I'm going to be right here in front of the screen. 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of the same way. I like to watch the bigger games on TV because and and also I get so emotional when I'm watching big games that like I don't like to be around a lot of other people. Like it's one thing. Like a lot of times, I'll, I'll watch games with my father because like he he's like so blunt when he's watching games and he'll he'll notice things that I don't notice sometimes because I'm like on Twitter half the time during the game and right, he's like watching. Right. He doesn't know what Twitter is, so he's watching very intently. Uh, but yeah, like if, if I'm like frustrated and nervous and I'm around thousands of other people, it just makes me uncomfortable. Like I, you know, I, I like, I like to be by myself with my thoughts when I watch the really, really big games, but yeah, listen, this is always fun doing shows with you, Troy. Uh, and I want to say it to you and to every dolphin fan out there. Let's enjoy this guys for a few more days. I know from Miami, they're already on to the next one. You know, they probably the 24 hour rule. Is that a real thing? The 24 hour rule where like you enjoy a win. That's a real thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you no enjoy it for a day and then you move on to the next one. Because you go in and next you know they got a game plan in front of you and you start focusing on that next game. So you right, don't have right, to, right. if you're sitting there, you heard the little, you know, saying, Oh, he's reading newspaper clippings. You know, now it's oh, he's reading how good he is online. If you're doing that, you're not focused on the next opponent because Sports could be so humbling. You could have a great game, Tua, last yeah. week, and then this week you could go out there and, you know, quote, unquote, shit the bed. How dare you doubt sudden, the man? How dare you? <laughs> I think he has too much talent to doubt him right now. <laughs> I love it. Oh, man. So, yeah, huge, huge shout out. Everybody who was in the live chat, thank you so much. Be sure to hit the thumbs up button, the like button. Subscribe to Five Reasons Sports YouTube if you haven't already. Uh, you know, for those in here who are also Miami Hurricanes fans, make sure to check out the daily show that I do uh, called Locked On Canes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we will talk to you guys again next time on another episode good. of the Extra Yard for Troy Stratford. Let me see if I can point in the right direction. <laughs> this is like always reversed. I, I think I'm pointing one way for Troy. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. So I got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm pointing the opposite direction than I'm pointing at you. I got you. I got For you. For Troy, I'm Dono. We'll talk to you guys again on another episode of The Extra Yard, Peace. part of the Five Reasons Sports Network. See ya. Later. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.